0: You're listening to the Experience Berthed podcast, where we connect you with the Berthed community and the surrounding area. You'll hear from local businesses and community leaders, so you can be better connected with your community and support local right here in Berthed, Colorado. So get ready and let's experience Berthed together. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Experience Birth It podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ian Stewart, here with my co-host, Melissa.
1: Melissa Feldbush with the Birth It Area Chamber of Commerce.
0: That's great. And we have a great guest today, uh, owner of what I would consider one of the more famous locations here in Bertha, Colorado. Whitney Way, the owner of City Star Brewing. Whitney, thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So we want to dig in real quick. Obviously, we're drinking some incredible beer while we talk because how could we not? Of course. While we're here. <laughs> um, but why did you guys decide to start City Star and how did that, uh, how did that kind of come about?
2: Well, we uh, back in 2011, um, my husband, John, was an avid home brewer and Uh, We knew that we wanted to do more with brewing and uh, my parents had a business here in town and they actually purchased the old Dean's Furniture building so if folks remember driving past that um, 10 years ago so um, that was here for about 30 years and anyway that building was much more than they needed and they offered us the opportunity to rent one side from them so we kind of we just dove in we didn't really know exactly what we were doing or getting ourselves into but that's kind of how um it started at the very beginning and then just um everything has evolved since then so kind of organically have kind of come to figure out who we are as a brewery and um at a keystone in the community so
0: awesome what were the first beers you guys had on tap that you brewed here
2: uh, so some that you'll see today too: uh, Cowboys Golden Logger, Bandit Brown, uh, Red Nectar, Night Watchman, and Raspberry Bandit. And then we uh, also Six Shooter IPA was on there as well. So we um, Wishful Living next to us wasn't open yet, so we used their entire space. We opened the whole place up and just had a real seamless opening night. It was three or four years before we beat the sales of that opening night. Um, wow. Berthid pretty much d- drank us dry. We actually closed the next week because we were running out of beer. Um, but yeah, we used to joke that, that berthid, berthid was thirsty. Uh, <laughs> they were really, it took us a while to get open, get the construction all done. So, but anyway, yeah, berthid has been incredibly welcoming. We feel really fortunate to be here in berthid. Um That's, you know, now during the pandemic, that's, you know, been very important as well Um, but yeah incredibly supportive community we're a taproom centric brewery and so community and the people right around us are kind of um, they're right at the heart of what we do so uh, the community and the town uh, hosting events in the park or here just kind of bringing everybody together—that's been really important. So, um, yeah, birth has been great. That's
0: awesome. So, what are the top two or three things that people don't know, or some people might know that you just wish people knew about City Star?
2: Yeah, I mean, when you when you walk in, you see a lot of things that I. I just, I take for granted I'm so used to, right? Um, but yeah, understanding everything about the bones of our business when you walk in, there's definitely a lot to it. So right now the space is filled with oak barrels, um, different wine barrels, whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels, tequila barrels, and we have beer aging in all of those barrels. Um, but yeah, and there, we we're also in this historic building. A lot of people don't know where the name City Star came from. Um, our building was originally the City Star Barn livery stable, which is essentially a parking lot for horses. And um, so when we heard that, that that was the name and the history of the building, we were like, all right, we'll use that in our, in our name. That's great. Um, but we've actually pulled a lot of history out um, uh, renovating the building. Uh, And we're in a newer section um, over here, the original taproom space. Uh, We uncovered, you can see the ceiling at the front of the bar. There's some old wood flooring from what was the night watchman's quarters. Uh, We've made furniture out of old flooring. Um, But yeah, just kind of uncovered and and featured a lot of historic uh, components of the building. And then right now we're in this was the Zoller shoe shop um, and we renovated this building and then expanded on behind it. And that we did that took us three years to do that construction project um, from 2014 to 2017. So um, but again, a lot of history in here as well. So
0: what's uh, your favorite beer that you guys make?
2: Oh, I totally jump around. Um, <laughs> it's very seasonal for me right now. I'm enjoying this squeeze salted lime Kolsch, um, but it, it depends on the season and, and my mood. And uh, John, my husband, John and I, we drink a lot of uh, our IPA. Um, but yeah, I, I'm all over the place. I like all sorts of different beers.
0: <laughs> I remember the, the very first time I came in here uh, was when Widowmaker was on tap. And since then, I have just watched the calendar every year until it came back and then always made sure that I came in and stocked up on Widowmaker before it was gone. It's
2: funny that you say that because we brewed Widowmaker this week. So it's a it's go. a marathon brew. It's a really hard um, beer to brew because the... The runoff uh, takes so long. You have so much grain in the mash tun because um, you're essentially making a tea. You're steeping grains and making a tea. And um, when you have so many grains to get that high alcohol, that high gravity, um, yeah, it's a big beer to brew. So anyway, we just brewed it. And then I was just emailing with um, our friends at Deerhammer Distillery up in Buena Vista checking. We a uh, distillery that we love to work with, so um, just checking if they have any fresh barrels. And he actually said he was emptying some whiskey barrels today, so um, awesome. So we'll put some of that beer in there.
0: A little bit call. of a tangent,
2: but excite excitement from today. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I'll be back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so where do you where do you get your ideas for some of these different beers? That's a question we get a lot. Actually, um, they come come from all over. So we definitely brew beers that were original homebrew recipes from, you know, ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, recipes of John's. Um, we get ideas from trends. We get a- ideas from staff. Uh, occasionally, we do uh, staff collaboration beers where you know our whole taproom staff they come up with a beer that we're going to make. Um, we do collaborations with other breweries as well, so really from all over, um, you can take a lot of inspiration from food, um, different adjuncts, uh, but yeah, whatever you feel like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you guys have done fairly well at the Great American Beer Fest too, haven't you?
2: Yeah, we you know we haven't won a medal in recent years, but early on we uh, our uh, Bandit Brown took home a gold medal in 2013. We have a, a strong ale. Mule kick that took home a medal, a bronze medal that year, and then uh, Night Watchman Stout, uh, which you guys are enjoying, uh, took home a bronze medal in 2015. So, so one of the things I've noticed because I'm new to the community um,
1: is how there seems to be a lot of events that you are either sponsoring or putting on. Granted, this year's been a little different, but where where do those ideas come from?
2: And giving back to the community, you seem that seems to be kind of important to you yeah I mean community is kind of at the heart of what we do um, you know we want to earn the business of of the folks the guests who come in here we want them to to come in here not just because we're local not just because we're independently owned but because they like our products and they like us and they like what we're doing in our space so yeah and I think community events and doing things with the community comes with that and it's mutually beneficial. So, um, you know, supporting the community, we just have more of this personal connection, um, with Berthoud residents. And, and I mean, it's greater than the Berthoud area, of course, as well. Well, It's a great location. And I
1: have noticed as well that, um, it's helping Berthoud in general, having a location like yours. Because then people come and they check out you and then they, they go shopping next door or down at the rancher's wife. And so having something like that that kind of brings it all together just helps us as a community. So I think this is a really important space for Birth it.
2: Yeah, when we first opened, we had so many people come in that were meeting Uh, neighbors for the first time or you know just other community members um, people that maybe they didn't have little kids in school together or other ways where they were connecting and there was when we opened in 2012 I mean there were definitely other businesses in birthed but less there weren't really community gathering points um, and that's so important for people to gather and to interact. Well, and we
0: definitely appreciate you guys being open throughout the, the pandemic as well. I mean, it's the, that importance of people gathering is huge right now and, and you guys are providing that space. It's it's safely. beyond beer. It's yeah. Safely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to, I, it's definitely different not being able to, to interact with guests at the bar the same way. And um, you know, I think it's hard on society as well, not interacting with, People the same way. So. Throughout
1: this pandemic, you have been very kind of out in front for Bertha, really making those changes you need to, being very quick
2: in your reactions. Where does that come from? You know, I I think just feeling that need to hustle, um, and that and that's what it is, and and that's what this pandemic is really required. But yeah, the day the shutdown happened, we ordered a crowler seamer, and we were filling crawlers, which uh, a crowlers cross between a grass, glass crowler and a can, an aluminum can. Uh, picture a tall, a big can. Uh, so we started filling crawlers that week, uh, launched online ordering, revamped everything we were doing, new taproom schedule, and you know, a lot of it, I mean, it's, it, it also required pulling our whole staff together for that. So we use um, an app called Slack, which you guys may be familiar with. And so right away it was, you know, talking to our people, you know, hey, what what do you guys think we should do? And so kind of incorporating everybody in, into how we were moving forward. Um, so that was really important. And then, you know, just realizing, you know, hey, we need to do this. We need to put our energy into this. We need to buy a canning line. <laughs> and um, we need to stock up on cans. And so just make these decisions and um, some of them risky and, um, but, uh, but jump in and and keep hustling, delivering beer, whatever whatever it's kind of taken, so.
0: So do you guys have any kind of like either events or tap releases or things coming up that you want people to know about?
2: Yeah, well, we're constantly trying to get um, new beers out. We've been releasing a new beer every week, um, every week or every other week. So um, you can constantly see a new rotation. Uh, We also have a a great lineup of food trucks that are out front regularly, and we are, you know, we love being able to serve folks beer inside. But we also, you know, our to-go game is is awesome. We're happy to run beers to people curbside, so um, get cans to people easily. And then, uh, yeah, we're just starting to brainstorm now about what we can do for the holidays. Usually, we do some fun. Um, November and December events so just trying to kind of turn those on their head and say like how are we going to do this different um, this year so we're still kind of working to figure that out for example we do a big uh, handmade market here every year where we have I think last year I had 15 vendors throughout the tap room and the brewery and it was packed there was no way that will fly this year so (laughs) Um, We're actually doing a five-week series where we host two vendors every Sunday. Um, We're gonna have them spaced out in the um, original taproom room. room, And then uh, we'll promote them online and promote curbside and people can order online or plan to shop here. Um, But it'll just be a way to to support those local vendors and kind of have the shopping handmade experience kind of leading up to the holidays. So that's we're just getting the promo off the ground for that. but yeah, and then that Widowmaker, that'll be our uh, winter solstice release. And we're going to do some fun variants with that as well. So that should be a pretty fun one. We're looking forward to
1: what you just described about your your handmade market and having vendors here. I mean, that's why I love the Berthet community to just see people helping each other through this. This is so great. But what what's your favorite thing about birth It,
2: it almost sounds cliche, and, but <laughs> I love the small town feel. You know, we live, I live in Old Town. I we're so close to the, bre- we're too, cl- it's too close for us to bike to the brewery from our house. That's how close we are. Um, but yeah, you know, the old, the old homes, um, it's a small town, but still very accessible to, to larger communities and, um, you know, the agriculture. And I think that there's a lot of um, motivation to kind of protect um protect the land around here and kind of protect the small town feel and so um, but yeah and, and so much passion as well for some of those things and, and just the community that's
0: great one last question do you guys have any plans for distribution or are you gonna stay in the tap room.
2: That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so currently, our cans are only for sale out of the outside of the tap, or excuse me, in the tap room. Um, we aren't dist- we don't have a distribution footprint for our cans, and we aren't planning on it currently. We actually uh, a few years ago we were wholesaling kegs to a hundred plus locations, and we just crunching numbers. We pulled back um, our footprint so that now we just have a handful of. Uh, probably a dozen places that we distribute kegs to Um, and that was such a great decision for us at the time so anyway I I think we will be pretty hesitant to do any distributing Um, we do have this beautiful canning machine it's now our most expensive piece of equipment (laughs) in the brewery yeah so I mean it would be nice to to get more out of it in the sense of distributing but it's just not the right decision right now Um, we don't think it'd be smart for us to jump into that at any point within the next year
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's great is there anything else you want to add in before we sign off
2: oh thanks so much for for hosting me and and for helping support birthed and talk to local Bertha businesses absolutely Absolutely. thank
0: you for joining us whitney we're we're glad to have you here in the community and we're glad to have you on the show well thank you for listening to the experience birthed podcast this is brought to you by the town of Bertha and the Bertha chamber of commerce Stay tuned for the next episode, and we look forward to hosting you again.